You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode 98. There's a, a certain preparatory period usually, and if you can prepare yourself for future opportunities, then the opportunities, you know, God just kind of opens the doors and, and it gives you the ability to jump. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Rhino Nation, it is Brent Daniels back at it again, and we are on fire today. It is going to be an incredible, an incredible interview today. This gentleman is out of Utah, and he has joined the tribe and just exploded. He has, he has worked so, so diligently and so hard every single day to get as many opportunities for himself and his family as possible. I'd like to introduce to you right now, Mr. Mr. Dane Bullwinkle. Say hello, Dane. What's up, Brent? Thanks for having me. Hey, it is absolutely my pleasure. I am excited to chat with you today because I know what we are going to be talking about. So let's do this. Why don't we break it down a little bit? Why don't you let everybody out there that's listening know a little bit about who you are, Dane? Yeah, a little bit of background on me. I, uh, I grew up in Utah. And, uh, and honestly, I, it's funny how I ended up in, in real estate. I thought I'd go conquer the corporate world. I went and uh, got my master's degree and had some, had some really great experiences at the companies that I worked with, worked with some great people and enjoyed it. I found that, that um, you know, in order to, to get where I, need, I wanted to get, it'd probably take 15 years or, or more. Uh, working really hard to try to get there, and I, I, uh, I wanted more. I mean, it's the same story as everybody, right? I wanted more flexibility with my time, control my, my revenue and my my salary, and uh, and so here I am. It's been uh, it's been a crazy ride. Sure. So so tell us. Okay, you were in corporate. Now you are in real estate. Are you in full time? Yeah. So I actually had a, a unique opportunity. So we're going to talk a lot about God today because I feel like I feel like God has led me to where I am today, and uh, and it's been an interesting path. So I had a a job with a lot of people that I really liked at a tech company. I felt like there were a few other opportunities that I wanted to take advantage of that weren't that weren't there, and I just felt like at the the time that God was t- telling me to stay at that job. Sure. And so sure. I, uh, you know, so I stayed and stayed, and I had faith, and and an opportunity came where I felt like uh, he was kind of giving me the green light to make a decision, and I could leave if I wanted to. And so one of my friends uh, was a became a manager at a new company and had a cool opportunity there. So I, I I jumped ship and went over to that company, and in four months of being there, the company. When uh, the company shut our entire branch down and saw oh, no. over a hundred people had uh, had no jobs. Oh my gosh! So and, what what did you do? Yeah, and so you know, I go back to the drawing board, and uh, and honestly, like I I knew I knew what I needed to do at this point. It was really fascinating. God had I felt like God had had led me to this opportunity. The company was gracious; they gave everybody three months severance. 
And, uh, and essentially I had three months of paid time off to go start a business. And so I thought, you know, what a, what a unique opportunity. And, you know, you listen to these podcasts all the time and people say, oh, you know, like I'm working a job. I don't have money. You know, how do I do this? And I had a really unique opportunity where I was getting paid the same salary that I was that I was making there. And it was it was a pretty decent salary to uh, to go and build my business. So that was cool. I jumped ship and uh, and left and have been working in my real estate business ever since. That is incredible. So did you start out, Dane, did you start out with just a big, huge nest egg of money to be able to do this? <laughs> I wish that was uh, that was the case. No, I uh, we have and I've, I've worked extremely hard to try to set up some side income. So that when the, the time came, I've always wanted to be a business owner. I just didn't know what. And so we do we do some other things. My wife is fabulous. She's a nurse. And so we get some uh, some money from, of course, her job. We breed dogs on the side, which is a lot of fun. And and uh, we rent our basement as well. So I've got a lot of a few different. Wow. Forms. You have multiple streams of income there, Dane. Yeah. So it gave me the opportunity to jump. And uh, and that's what, you know, that's what I, I think as a principal. And, and you see this all the time from people that have been successful, right? Whether it be financially or in other aspects of their life, there's a, a certain preparatory period usually. And if you can prepare yourself for future opportunities, then the opportunities, you know, God just kind of opens the doors and, and it gives you the ability to jump. And fortunately, I felt like, you know, we prepared ourselves and, and I had the opportunity to take that jump. Love it. So when you made that jump, did you have any real estate experience whatsoever? <laughs> I mean, you, you said you, you own a home, right? Right. So is, did you have a lot of rentals? Did you have, you know, a lot of uh, background in real estate? Kind of go, kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so honestly, the uh, I've been I've been reading books and listening to podcasts on real estate for oh man, a year or maybe two years. And another huge blessing that came into my life when we were looking to buy a house, we bought and uh, and it turned out that my next door neighbor is actually the president of the local real estate investors association, and so I was able to to get involved there. But uh, but no, I mean I didn't have any rentals. I didn't have anything. I'd never flipped a house. I hadn't done anything, you know, super unique in that regard. My um my dad has has always been. It's in his blood to you know kind of create opportunities for you know for yourself. And so we went and he and my mom built a couple of houses when we were young to uh, build equity to get to the house that they're at now. So had a few small experiences, but nothing. That uh, that I could <laughs> I could really have a lot of groundwork and and go and just start making money immediately, you know. Sure, sure, got it. So we are you are talking right now to a lot of people that have an incredible passion for real estate, but have never really gotten started. So from where you were at, you left your you the the job ended right, the company ended essentially, or at least the, right. the your 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 work there ended at the company. How did you go from that to being a real estate entrepreneur? What was the what were the next steps? Yeah, so I think that, and I've talked about this a lot with my wife. I think that in the end of the day, like you need to at least for me, I I, I needed to know myself, right? So I was hoping to, uh, like I said, start a business of some sort. And the pieces kind of came together. I felt like from listening to podcasts and reading and networking with real estate, 
And so going from, you know, from a job to, to taking the jump, I found out really quick, I wasn't someone that could like build a business on the side. You hear about these people that are like, oh, you know, like get things going consistently with real estate before you make the jump. And like, that just was not working for me. <laughs> I, sure. I don't, I don't know about you, but, and, and I, I bet you a thousand dollars that, you know, just about anybody that'll listen to this, that has a family would say the same thing. But after you work 40 hours a week or more, and then you come home and you have family, I mean, there's no time. There's no time unless you're super diligent to build a business. And so I knew for myself, I'm a super one track thinker. I like to be on one track and I like to really kill it in that one track. And then I can switch to whatever I need to do next. And so I needed, I needed for me to take the jump. So I put myself in a position where we had some more streams of income where it wasn't, you know, a cold break from having no money, had a lot of faith and said, you know, if God has led me here, which I felt strongly he had, I was like, you know, how, how can I go wrong? As long, as long as I put in the work, I know, I know he'll bless me. So you know. Absolutely love it. So let's let's walk down this path. Let's see. So you got into you joined the Rhino Tribe, correct? What when did you join? Yeah, so I joined a little bit over a year ago. And to be totally honest with you, so I've listened to you know almost all the podcasts, and it was so frustrating initially. So I did. I'd been part of the tribe for like six months before I did my first deal, and I was so tired of. You know, hearing these podcasts and you hear from somebody and they're like, oh, I hardly did any work and I didn't know anything. And I sent out 500 pieces of mail and all of a sudden I had this $30,000 check. And I'm like, man, yeah. this, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Way more work than, than they have. I've done, I've done way more due diligence. I've put in all this, you know, effort and these pieces in play. And I'm like, man, where's where's the freaking deals at? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I listened to, I think it was a, a different podcast, and they said, you know, the I think they gave the analogy. They said, you know, the desert is just longer for some people than others. And my neighbor, he's like, Dane, you know, the the biggest thing with real estate is just staying with it. He said, just stay in there. You'll the deals will come if you stay. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. And especially like the upside, you can't, I mean, there's not a single industry. Well, there probably is, but not one that I'm familiar with where you could go over and literally, you know, make tens of thousands of dollars in a deal and, and it be a game changer for your life. You know, how can you, how can you find that? I told my wife, we'll probably talk about this more a little bit later on, but, but uh, I said, honestly, you know, I'm ready to burn everything down to make this happen because the upside is so high that it literally would be worth it to burn everything down to make it happen. So luckily it did, didn't come to that point, but uh, but I was committed. Well, and I want to touch on two things there. The first thing that I think that really stands out to me is, <laughs> is the patience that you had to have, right? I mean, it was the patience of finding the right opportunity at the right timing and being able to stay consistent with everything that you were doing in your business. That was the first thing, was the timing. And the second thing was that you were committed to it. You, you, you just said you were willing to burn everything down. I mean, you were committed. I mean, this was it. You were patient and you were committed. And now I know what you're doing. I know how your business is going. And I'm just so excited and so uh, happy that you 
had the strength and the fortitude to stick stick with it and make sure and be, you know, have faith that it was going to work for you. And I think that that's an incredible, incredible point to all of this, especially in any business, is having the faith that you are going to be able to be to succeed, to be able to do this, to be, to, to to have the confidence to get up every single day and be proactive and work. And it's just incredible, just really, really incredible. I mean, hats off to you, Dane, a hundred percent. So let's 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 look at something specific because on this podcast, this is known as giving um, the the listeners around the world, around the country, the absolute best information when it comes to wholesaling property. So let's put you in the hot seat a little bit and let's talk about a very specific deal that you did. Let's talk. Let's pick one that you want to talk about and you just fire away. Why don't you tell me when did it happen and uh, kind of start start giving us a little bit of background on it. Yeah, so I've I've literally only done two deals. And once again, I've been in the tribe for over a year. And so the desert has been a long one for me. The, the first deal, like I said, I uh, I did that one. There was, long story short, it's a subject two deal. We won't go into a lot of detail on that. It's, it's a little bit more complex. But I, uh, I did 4,500 bucks on that one, sent all the money out into more mail, and, uh, and nothing came back. Mm-hmm. So... I was starting to run out of money, went to the uh, the wholesaling summit where you spoke and you talked about getting on the phones. And uh, from being in the tech industry, I'm no stranger to the phones. And so I said, man, you know, like I'd, I need to go on the offensive because the mail is, is, you know, it works and mm-hmm. that's that's been proven, but it just wasn't, I didn't feel like I had the budget for it to, to work and to work quickly. Sure. And, uh, and so I'm like, man, I, I've got to do something else. So I got on the phones, like uh, like you'd kind of explained. I tried to do everything I could to replicate the system. And uh, and literally, I think I called for, and I hate to be that guy that's like, oh, I only called like a few people. And <laughs> yeah, right? But, right. Well, it, but I, I, once again, I feel like I, I, I'd kind of put myself in a position to be successful when the right call came. So I called for... Oh, I think it was 15 hours mm-hmm. and that was about 260 contacts through and I ran into ran into my second deal and uh and it worked out a lot of bumps along the way on the deal but it uh ended up working out and and uh paid out paid out a huge dividend and then so it was super exciting. So what was the list that you were calling? So I was calling on, we have in my county, it's Salt Lake County, there's the tax delinquent list that you can get from the county for free. And I'd have a virtual assistant go and scrub the data and do a few things to get it to where it needed to be. But that was the list I called. Awesome. So you're calling through the tax delinquent and you're on your, what'd you say, 15th hour? Yeah, about 15. 15th hour of calling and you have that one conversation that changes everything. Right, you have that one conversation, and uh, what 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 was the circumstance? So you called up. Who did you talk to? Yeah. So and honestly, like I remember, like it was yesterday. You keep posting on Facebook, you know, and I remember you saying, you know, one conversation today can change your life. And I'm and and I remember the day was coming to a close. It was later in the evening, and I'd been calling, and I was ready to go home. And I was like, Dane, you know, like, what, you know, it's one of those times where it's like, what are you made of, right? It's like, who are yep. you? Yep. I hear you. Yep. Stick it out. So I called a few more times and uh, ran into a gentleman named Gordon. 
we'll just use his first name and uh, ended up chatting on the phone. I, I explained to him that I was interested in purchasing this house that he had. And, uh, and he said, he said, Oh, I don't, I don't think I want to sell it. You know, it's not worth anything. Oh, I, I love when they say that. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So uh-huh. I said, Tell me a little bit about that. And he said, well, you know, once again, I don't think I want to sell it. I have, I actually have a bankruptcy that I need to take care of right now. And like, you know, the red, the red lights are flashing at this point and stuff. And, and, uh, and so I said, oh, you know, you've got a bankruptcy. I said, you know, if I could, if I could pay you cash and put some cash in your pocket, I bet, you know, I bet that'd be pretty helpful to deal with it, wouldn't it? He says, well, yeah, but once again, it's not worth anything. And I said, oh, well, how much do you think it's worth? And he said, oh, it's probably worth like $20,000. And in my market, $20,000, I'm thinking maybe we're talking a trailer and he doesn't own any of the land or something like that. Mm -hmm. And even then, there's still potentially a deal. $20,000 is just so cheap in my market. And so we talked some more. And I, I, as we're chatting, I jumped on the county assessor website and I saw that it was, it's, it's a single family house. And at that point, I'm like, wow, you know, we've, we may have a, a deal here. And so I said, you know, how much did you pay for it? And he said, oh, I bought it out of the foreclosure myself five years ago for $54,000. And you can't, I mean, the land itself was worth more than 54000 in my market where this house was. And so I said, you know, what if I, what if I could pay you the 54000 You know, what if I could give you the money that you put in and, uh, and you could get out of this and, and kind of go another direction? And he said, oh, my, you know, oh, my gosh, do you think you could really do that? And I said, well, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd have to I'd have to have a look. But why don't I send you the paperwork? We'll get that out of the way. So I sent him over the purchase agreement for the fifty four thousand. He signed that signed it that night electronically. And then I went and had a look and uh, and, I, and I knew it was a deal. Right. That, at this point, is just a matter of, of how much. Sure. And so, you know, along the way. He had the bankruptcy. I talked to a, another investor and the investor said, oh, we don't even deal with anything in bankruptcy because it's just a mess. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, maybe this isn't a deal. And then they're like, oh, well, if he has any liens on it, you know, if he has like a $150,000 lien, then it's not a deal. And I'm like, and, I, and I'm just praying. I'm like, God, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> make this happen. Literally three days before I talked with him, my wife and I sat down. She's like, you know, Dane, you got to either make some money. You got to get a job because money is, has run out. And so, you know, the opportunity came and I was, I was just super blessed and, and turned out there were no liens except for his taxes. He was behind like 5,000 bucks, which he agreed to pay at closing because those are his responsibility. And so, you know, typical send out your blast. I called a few people that had clicked on the email, sent about five people through and uh, ended up having a, a great, you know, a great end buyer that that uh, we were able to close the deal with. So it worked out worked out pretty good. So as all the uncertainty, and, and I mean, this is your second deal, all the stress coming down, you see the potential of this opportunity. You're like, please, like, let this, you know, let this happen, you know, and it all lined up for you incredibly. Again, you had the faith, right? You had the faith that it would happen and, and uh, you were able to uh, get the deal done. So Let's let's get to the meat and potatoes of it. What did you make on this deal? Uh, so I did just a little bit under seventy one thousand dollars. It was like seventy and seventy thousand nine hundred bucks or something else. Woo! <laughs> 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 I mean, I love it. 
once again, like listening to these podcasts and they're like, oh, I hardly did any work and I made this money. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I listened to a podcast and one dude was like, you know, I envisioned two $50,000 deals. And I was like, man, if I could just get a $10,000 deal, we'd be in good shape. And, you know, like it still blows my mind a little, a little over 70 grand on one deal. That is incredible. I am so, so happy for you, Dane. So what are we doing now? What is your, how are you, are you still making calls? Are you still talking to people? Are you still out there being proactive every day? I mean, tell us what is going on moving forward in your business. Yeah, of course. So my wife needed a little vacation after all the stress I put her through. So we went on a uh, <laughs> a little getaway and then uh, I've been back. I've hired one person that's been calling for me, and then the plan is to get two more. One of the hardest things with this deal is, you know, once I once I locked it up and trying to show buyers and get it closed and get over any hiccups that we ran into, like there just was not, there wasn't any time left to to do a lot of calling like I had been doing. Right. And so, you know, if you can keep the marketing consistent, then the deal flow will be consistent too. And so I, uh, that's the plan, hiring, hiring a few more people, keep the calling consistent. And then I do all the follow-up for now. So I want to I get things to where they're a little bit more consistent, get a little more revenue in the door before we outsource things. I don't want to, you know, it'd be a mistake to outsource everything all at once. It, it just wouldn't work. And so one thing at a time, we'll perfect the calling and then, uh, and then fill the other roles as, as I kind of see fit. Incredible. I love it. So you are you are building your business quickly. I'm trying to. <laughs> we had a, a real nice big dump of cash come through. Sure. And once again, like like seriously, glory be to, to God, you know, like there's no other there's no other explanation. It's just a huge blessing. And I, you know, tithe on the money first thing, send the tithe. I always do a ten percent tithing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in order to see the money come back and to show your appreciation, I think I personally think that's what what you should do. So I did that. And then, you know, trying to trying to build my business, find more homeowners to help. That's incredible. And I know you will. And I'm just so happy that you stuck with it and you you decided to be proactive, pick up the phone, talk to people, call up strangers, see if they would consider an offer. And it really worked out for both that homeowner and you and your family. I mean, it literally has changed everything and has 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 just allowed you the the seed capital to really just grow your business. And it's just incredible. And it's it's gonna be exciting seeing what the next 12 months holds for you. So let's let's go back to, uh, Dane, if you were brand new in this business, what advice would you give somebody that's absolutely brand new? Yeah. So I, I really feel so strongly it comes back to knowing yourself, right? I've talked to so many people and they're like, you know, how do I do this with a job? How do I do this part-time? And I tell them all the same thing. I say, <laughs> I say, I don't know. Like, I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not someone that could do it that way. I think you need to know yourself. I think that uh, once you can kind of figure out what your capacities are, you can start figuring out what you need to do. And so whether it be to find more opportunities to generate income, you know, we generated a lot of side income so that I could make this jump. You know, we've been preparing and that made it so I could do the jump, right? Or if you, I mean, if you are, if you're the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world and, uh, and you could go and spend 15 hours a day working, then you know, go do that. Go do that. Mm-hmm. But you need to know yourself and then uh, find the right way to go and, and 
you know, kill it in the market. Well, I will tell you this, Dane, I am dedicated to get you to your first six figure month, month as soon as possible. And then from there, you're just going to put more and more of it together. So it is going to be an incredible ride with you uh, working together. And I really, really appreciate you being on this podcast and sharing with you. I think it's going to really relate to a lot of people out there that have been stressed, that have been uncertain, that have been at the end of their rope or end of their budget. And you know, just to have somebody like you to be able to look at and listen to and really you know, just be an example of what happens if you stick it out. I think that it's just incredibly powerful. And I thank you. Thank you so much. Do you have any final words to say out there? Yeah. And, and I, I appreciate all that, you know, it means, it means a lot. It really does. And I appreciate all your help. Like I can't, I can't express how humbled I am to, to seriously have your guidance. So thank you. Yeah. The last part, you know, and this keeps just ringing in my mind, you know, in the end of the day, blessings usually come, you know, when your faith is being tested And so I think that it's important when things look bad, you know, work harder, work harder. God rewards people that put in work. You don't have to do it perfect, but put in work and, uh, and, you know, the blessings will come. Perfect. Love it. And everybody out there listening, if you are interested in getting some more information about the Talk to People program, please go to www.wholesalinginc forward slash TTP and book a call with me, Brent Daniels, personally. Love to chat with you and see if you've got what it takes to be in our program because it is phenomenal and we are putting together the most proactive program, the most proactive group of real estate investors in the country. would love to chat with you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.